0: in a world gone mad only rationality and common sense can save it it's andrew and jerry save the world with your hosts andrew langer and jerry rogers and now here's andrew and jerry hey
1: everybody i wanted to add this message at the beginning kind of a little note here before the show starts Originally. When Jerry and I were going to do the show, we were calling it something like uh, Andrew and Jerry save the midterms. And and then uh, because of the discussion that we had uh, talking about Democrats sort of adhering to uh, uh, false narratives uh, and their willingness to sort of look for unicorns or things like Bigfoot, uh, we decided after the show to call it uh, Andrew and Jerry save Bigfoot instead. So without further ado, here is episode 38, Andrew and Jerry save Bigfoot. Well, hey there, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Andrew and Jerry Save the World, episode 38. Andrew and Jerry Save the Midterms. I am the Andrew of the crew, Andrew Langer, and he is... Oh, Jerry Rogers. (laughs) Jerry Rogers. Woo! Yes. Uh, We we, we, we originally, I was originally hoping that we were going to title this Andrew and Jerry Can't Agree on a Title, but nevertheless... Uh, uh here we are. Uh we are just about what is it Jerry? 5 days out from the midterms as we're recording this. Yes. And uh, the president gave a speech last night um at Union Station. Let me
2: ask you this. Let's start here. Apparently to tell was Union Station. Get a blue a blue uh, backdrop and the flags. Why travel and close down by the way Union Station. Sure. And then not use it's architecture it's, it's well, beauty as a backdrop
1: but you couldn't but i mean right jerry i mean the, the, it offers the question which is you know what's going on with union station let's get to that in a second i actually want to focus on the speech itself and the timing therein um because i can't remember was it a speech
2: instance. or a slur
1: well okay yes it was a slur but my yeah. point is that that i don't remember I can't remember a situation in which a president of the United States facing his party's massive defeat in the midterms has given a speech within a week of the election as a that to serve as a final warning about this. Do you remember this? I, I just I don't I don't remember. No, the, the he, president
2: has done this. He gave he gave a speech that essentially was democracy's on the ballot. If you don't vote for what I think you should vote for, then you are a threat to democracy. Uh, And then he went on not to mention inflation, the economy, uh, the border, fentanyl, uh, energy, gas prices, all the issues that all Americans right and left care about. The president failed to discuss any of them. This was another uh, and it was two months to the day, by the way, uh, from his uh, Fuhrer speech in Philadelphia. Right. And it was it was the same the same themes. Maybe a little less uh, uh, drastic or stark, but it really was. uh, They're the enemies. Everyone who disagrees with me is the enemy, Uh, and we have to make sure that the enemies uh, don't get elected. And and again, this and and I'll just say this real quick. It is now just silliness. This whole election denying thing. You know, it's funny. Uh, So so. the uh, Democrat from South Carolina, Congressman yes. uh, Clyburn, Congressman Clyburn, Clyburn, sorry, yes, I'm sorry, Clyburn, saved Joe Biden's uh, primary. Joe Biden was going down to defeat in the primary 2020 in the yeah. Democratic primary. Congressman Clyburn saved saved him in South Carolina. He uh, he rallied African Americans and. Joe Biden won South Carolina, Democratic primary, big. Congressman Clyburn is an election denier. Yes. Uh, uh, Congressman Clyburn said in 2004, and not. Not. The the kind of election denying that you and I talk about, that is 2020 was rigged because the media or Clyburn said. That in 2004. South Carolina voting machines literally change votes, right uh, from John Kerry to George Bush, George W. Bush. Clyburn is no different than, uh, than Donald Trump and what Donald Trump was saying in 2020. So my point is, the entire speech yesterday this week was about election deniers. right? Yet Joe Biden himself owes his election. Uh, to the presidency, to an election denier. So I think now this is an unserious charge, uh, this idea of the big lie, election denying, election denialist. And I think after the midterms, we put this thing to sleep, well, to bed. Especially
1: it's over. when you when you take into account the fact that a, that a good chunk of the speech last night was about trying to lay the groundwork for saying that this election coming up is illegitimate, right? Yes. But so this
2: is. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And a a, a very smart texter to the uh, Jerry Rogers show last night texted in and said that one week from today, Joe Biden, the Democrats will be talking about stolen elections and fraud and voter suppression.
1: Right. That's that's exactly it, you know, because it's interesting because it was what yesterday that the Pennsylvania Supreme Court finally undid the damage from the 2020 election in which they said that mail-in ballots that don't have a date on them won't be counted. I mean, it is, as as common sense as that is, but the Democrats are going to turn around and they're going to use that as an example as to how the election was denied to this guy, John Fetterman. Sure. Here's the thing that gets me about this thing. And I, I want to come back to my my, my my question to you, Jerry, which is the unprecedented. And I'm going to say this again. And I say this is unprecedented because normally in the week before the election, the president of the United States, who's trying to save seats of his party in the midterms, is off barnstorming around America, uh, standing up with candidates and giving speeches elsewhere. And the only reason why Joe Biden was giving a speech in Union Station last night, again, I'm going to lay this out, an unprecedented speech in which he spent his time attacking the other side. The second, we're going to play this clip from Tucker Carlson, in which he takes this down. Um, but, but you know, the only reason why he was giving that speech in D.C. last night is because nobody wants the man to campaign with them out on the campaign trail. So, you know, he's he's, so instead of instead of, you know, uh, uh, being ignored by, uh, you know, Raphael Warnock or Beto O'Rourke or uh, whomever else.
2: Right. John John Fetterman. Yes. uh, Or out in Arizona or up in New Hampshire or out in Washington state, which now uh, is trending uh, Republican. Uh, This is this is insane. You have a sitting president. Who essentially uh, uh, is uh, is told uh, stay home, right? Uh, although it's 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 like the election, uh, you know, go to the basement, go to the basement, and don't touch anything.
1: Well, and, and except in this case, now he is the president of the United States, and there are folks who are feeling like he needs to assert himself in some way, shape, or form. And, and in order, maybe this, maybe this was you know the last the last gasp of this commander
2: in chief. Um, and well, I, I, I said to you before we started. I yeah. said uh, I'm convinced that after the midterms, uh, Joe Biden will announce that he's not running for re Well,
1: I and I think it depends on on the strength of, of this red wave. My my point is this: he says to himself, "Okay, I'm not wanted out on the campaign trail, but damn it, I'm going to make myself relevant in all of this." So I'm gonna get up there and give this speech at Union Station, which by the way, for those of you who are unfamiliar with all of this, um, part of the reason why this was such a strange speech, first of all, there was a headline out there that said he was giving a speech in the Capitol, which I found very odd. It was like, like that was an early, early like headline. Uh, and of course, it wasn't the Capitol. He was giving a speech up on Capitol Hill giving a speech at Union Station Jerry when was the last time you were at Union Station
2: um well recently uh, I was up uh, I was up at meetings on the Senate side uh why because of the homeless uh, well, encampments no, or... also
1: no but the point is inside Union Station has become a ghost town now I haven't been down in the food court area in in years now well oh, I haven't uh, been inside. Union Station. That's what I mean. Inside. Forever. And, yes. and so, you know, for those of you who don't know, Union Station is a beautiful building. Jerry was saying this at the beginning. Beautiful building, beautiful architecture, you know, very uh, majestic halls. Um, and, and about 40 years ago, which is amazing to, to say this, um, you know, in the 80s, they engaged in this redevelopment of Union Station and the inside became essentially a shopping mall um, and, and restaurants and stores, etc., but so many of those stores are now sitting empty that oh, yeah. it, it could be considered a metaphor for the Biden presidency, in essence. And so the idea that you would go to someplace like this, I mean, it would be like the governor of New York giving a speech in the old Penn Station, right? In the hallways where they were where there was raw sewage leaking everywhere. I mean, yeah. it was just it's just very bizarre to to, to say the least. I'm well, sorry, again, no, the,
2: the reason why he did it, um, I think it's because it's a block away from the White House.
1: I mean, it's more than a block. I mean, it's it, they had to shut down, you know, Capitol Hill. But um, right, but
2: the, but the thing is, is that he couldn't give that speech at the White House because it was political. Yeah. So therefore, he had to go somewhere uh, that wasn't, you know, uh, government, uh, so sort to of speak. And so uh, Union Station was the best venue. But again, the crazy thing about it, if you watch the speech, there. There was no indication that he was at Union Station. Right,
1: here, here we go. Let me uh, let me let me share this. He could have um, been anywhere. Yes, that that's 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 uh, absolutely true. Let me uh where do, in the world was Joe? Let me let me go let me go here and we're gonna we're gonna share this.
2: Um share screen as we do this.
1: Here. So here is Joe Biden. Uh, here is Joe Biden in the speech last. Those of you watching, you see he's in this black background. You can't see a damn thing. Uh, but here is every. This is from town hall. Every instance in which Joe Biden mentioned the word inflation.
0: It's <laughs> great.
2: Never mentioned inflation. Never, never mentioned. Never, never crime, mentioned inflation. Of these these the, the, yeah, these are these are the these
1: are the warnings here. Uh, the, the pauses. Then um, I'm going to go to Tucker Carlson in a second. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the problem here, uh, is that you have you have Joe Biden who goes up to give this speech, and, he, and the White House. I mean, Jerry, I get this. I've been saying this, you know, on the air and in interviews for the last few weeks, right? What they're trying to do with all of this January sixth talk, um, right. all of this, all of this talk about threats to democracy. Is they're trying to peel off small segments of the independent voter population, and, and of course they're trying to galvanize their base um, who who I, I, I guess are feeling well, as as at this about. point,
2: at this point uh, they must realize that swing voters, independent voters haven't bought it and so now I think it's a mechanism to make sure that at least their base shows up yeah Aaron Blake, who's a liberal uh, columnist for the Washington post uh, wrote a column two weeks ago saying that the January six, the threat to democracy, the Philadelphia speech, uh, this, this was all about uh, getting swing voters, independent voters, uh, moderate Republican soccer moms, this, you know, suburban, uh, su- suburban moms uh, to believe that Republicans were a threat to democracy, a yeah. danger. And what happened was, uh, it backfired uh, because of the Democrats extremism uh, on gender affirming care, on on abortion, on 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 attacking our institutions like the Supreme Court, like ironically, like the Electoral College. Right. Uh, swing voters actually believe that it's the Democrats because of crime and other issues are the threat. Democrats are the threat to democracy. It yeah, backfired it, on them. You know, it is. It, you know, let let's let let's hear Tucker Carlson real quick, and then I, I want to come back to this, Jerry. The conventional view among people who follow politics is that the Democratic Party is about to suffer a humiliating repudiation in next week's midterm elections. It seems very likely as of now that Democrats will lose both houses of Congress, and that's just the beginning of their pain. Polls suggest that even places that supported Joe Biden by a wide margin in 2020 are about to swing dramatically against him and his party. A week from today, New York, of all places, could have a Republican governor. The last time there was an election in New York, Biden won the state by 23 points. What we're seeing is what political scientists refer to as a realignment. And there's no mystery as to why it's happening. Democrats failed, conclusively. No group in American history has done a worse job running this country than the neoliberals currently in charge.
1: I'm going to pause this for a second, Jerry we'll come back to that in a second. And
2: and 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 here's the thing, he's right. Yeah. You and I, you and I are old enough now to remember uh the tail end of the Reagan years. Uh the um you know, we were too young really to understand what was going on during the Carter years or sure. during during the you know, the Nixon years. We were just babies, but but I remember well the, 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 the last couple of years in the Reagan administration. I remember well um, the uh, George Bush uh, and then, of course, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, George W. Obama. There's never been there's never been a time in my life in recent history for a generation uh, where there's been this complete failure at leadership of leadership. At the highest levels of the American government. Yeah, I, I I think you would have to go
1: back to the early 1970s. And, and it's funny because I am someone who I, I have been saying that, you know, in essence, it's it's a mistake, not necessarily a mistake, but but you you're not understanding the situation if you're thinking that 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 Joe Biden is either a Jimmy Carter or a Richard Nixon. Joe Biden is a combination of the two. He's both corrupt and inept. And and in that we're yeah. we're now seeing the fruit and completely out of touch. I mean, it's 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 all of those things sort of conspiring to this. Uh, you know, Joe Biden getting out there and talking about January sixth and giving this speech, uh, uh, you know, in Union Station for absolutely no reason. It, this is akin and not mentioning inflation at all. This is akin to uh, to you know Jimmy Carter coming out there and getting and 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 getting on TV and telling people to put on a sweater. Um, because fuel prices
2: were so high. Right. But it's right. worse than that because Jimmy, it is, Carter, absolutely. Yeah, Jimmy Carter at least um, was, was, a, was a moral and decent man, right. at least while he was president. Uh, Jimmy Carter never attacked other Americans as enemies of the state. Um, Jimmy, uh, Carter, And this is, this is why I'm saying that, the, that it is a combination of
1: it's, it's Nixonians, corruption, Nixon's corruption and paranoia combined with Jimmy Carter's ineptitude.
2: Yeah, and, like and, and, and but even there, I, I I get your point. I mean, um, as 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 and as a matter of history, we believe the Nixon administration to be corrupt. I'm sorry, the Biden administration, again, two years in, is the most corrupt administration. Maybe I mean the Obama administration. I think was uh, could rival the corruption. I agree with and that. What do, and what do I mean? And, and, and again, for our listeners, what do I mean by corruption? I mean. Uh, The uh, the abuse of power. Right. uh, The weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ, uh, the the misuse and extra constitutional use of executive orders, ignoring the law. I mean, this administration has gone into overdrive. But again, this all started uh, with the Barack Obama administration. Right. Right. And And, And and again, nothing Nixon did, including the break in and the cover up. Nothing Nixon did, and I'm no Nixon fan, but nothing that Richard Nixon did rivals the corruption and the abuse of power of both the Barack Obama administration and Joe Biden administration. When Americans found out
1: about the abuses of the Johnson administration and then the Nixon administration, folks were aghast. People both within and without the president's own party were aghast at, at these things. Now, right now, you, you, it has become so much more sophisticated. Um, and I think part of it, right, Jerry, part of it has to do with the climate that we're in and the ability of the government to keep track of so many things that we're up to, the, the um, automation and the mechanization of, of a, a lot of this surveillance um, to make it so much easier for the government to wholesale surveil. Uh, large swatches of the population, and to use that surveillance
2: against people, right? Except, Ru- except there is no surveillance uh, when there's a break-in at the speaker of the House of her personal home. Uh, there is no security, no surveillance, no one's monitoring the cameras. And again, right. uh, not to jump, not the jump subjects, but that was a big. That was a big uh, part of the president's speech too, using the attack on uh, Paul Pelosi uh, as a mechanism, as a means, as a cudgel to beat up on Republicans. It's no Republicans, uh, MAGA Republicans. And again, mega just for MAGA. the record, uh, just for the record, and again, yeah, the the White House, mega MAGA. Uh, uh, for the record, uh, the the lunatic who broke in and and, and attacked Paul Paul P- Pelosi. Uh, was a uh, was a radical lunatic fringe black lives matter uh, nudist who Nothing had all kinds wrong of, with nudism who had all kinds of problems and uh, and and he was in the present even as you know as recent as yesterday was trying to paint him paint this lunatic lefty as a maga republican pull back a
1: second jerry you know, I want to. I want to pull back, and, and I'm gonna. It's gonna sound like I'm changing subjects for a bit, but you know, you and I talked last week about the issue of going through the looking glass, and and about the sort of the the articles of faith that people have, and how right you talked about the, uh, 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 and uh, uh, Tucker Carlson talked about a realignment happening. So I am, um, I'm a I'm I'm a member of uh, uh, on a Facebook of a Facebook group that are for fans of the old WNEW radio station. For those of you who don't know, WNEW was a classic rock station uh, that York. existed in New York from the early 1960s. Was it 104.6? What was
2: it? Uh, what was it? Uh,
1: 1027. Right? 1027
2: WNEW. Because yeah.
1: it's now Q1043 is what 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 is now, you know, essentially that. Uh, yeah. And I had the pleasure, by the way, of, of interviewing Michael Harrison, who was an early programmer at WNEW when they became a rock station. And there is someone who administers this fan page who is an an anti-Trump, never Trump lefty and who gets very angry when when folks challenge his uh, political orthodoxies. And one of his big things is that and there's a point that I'm that I'm making here, Jerry, just so you all know. I hope so. There's a point. uh, So so one of the points that he likes to make is, is that rock and roll and politics go together. So if you if you're not interested in talking about politics on my page, then get the hell out of here. To which I said, yeah, but the politics of rock and roll are about freedom and dissent and anti-establishmentarianism and and anti-authoritarianism. And my point is that this realignment, you know, you have all of your rock stars who are out there today who are now they've now come full circle. And they're no longer anti-establishmentarian. They're no longer anti-authority. They they will go along for whatever the 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 uh, the people in power want them to do.
2: Yes, and and yet there's sorry. Go ahead, Jerry. Well, coupled with this, you know, recently in the news, uh, in in the right of center news, conservative news, alternative media, uh, there was this story that broke about editors uh, at various publishing houses. Uh, who wanted a book deal canceled. Yeah. Amy, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, Amy Coney Supreme Barrett. Court Justice. What, what, what? Amy Coney Barrett. I was just... Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, uh, uh, wanted her book deal cl- uh, uh, canceled. And the irony is, if you read their letter, uh, they said in their letter, we're for the First Amendment. We're for the exchange of ideas. Uh, we don't believe in banning or canceling. However, in this case uh we think this should be banned yes and th- th- and again it's 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 as if they don't hear their own words i'm going to ban you you should be canceled and no one should hear from you oh and i i believe in the free exchange of ideas well no you can't you can't be on both sides of that
1: yes no and and, and that's and that's that's exactly it it it's 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 one of these things where it's funny because it comes back to um, conversations I've had, and I mentioned this last week. Uh, this movie producer uh, uh, coming after me on Twitter. Turns out he was also going after Matt Taibbi. You know Matt Taibbi and Lee Fong, who both wrote for Rolling Stone, who were very anti Tea Party, but have essentially been—I'm not going to say red pilled—but they've essentially come around and realized that, that, that you know the enemy is us. That, uh, that the the left has become the authoritarians that they decried. They've become the corporatist authoritarians that they decried, something Jerry and I have talked about quite a bit this week. Jerry, I want to go back to uh, uh, something you were saying before uh, about Paul Pelosi and and Joe Biden here. Uh, let's see what uh, Joe Biden had to say about about Paul Pelosi on January 6th. Hold on, let me, oh uh, boy.
2: Poor
0: All this happened after the assault, and it just, I, it's hard, hard to even say, it's hard to even say, after the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy, where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol on January the 6th, when they broke windows, kicked in the doors, brutally attacked law enforcement roamed the corridors, hunting for officials, and erected gallows to hang the former Vice President, Mike Pence. It was an enraged mob that had been whipped up into a frenzy by a President repeating over and over again the big lie that the election of 2020 had been stolen. It's a lie that fueled the dangerous rise in political violence and voter intimidation over
2: the past two years. Andrew, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. I understand, again, January 6th, mob attack on the Capitol. I, I get it. Um, I mean, again, he exaggerates to make a point. The gallows, you know, someone put up like a, a, a symbol of the gallows. It wasn't real. Yeah, it's gallows. not like it's not like it was not like
1: this was a French mob.
2: I know. Yeah. All of a sudden so, erected a guillotine. Yeah, I get yeah. Yes but um but but the problem is is that um what 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 violence what voter suppression you see in the old days i right. said this le- again uh i'm on the air last night and abc news comes in during the breaks and was reporting on the president's speech the president said what you just what you just played and that is uh that kind of rhetoric has led to the rise in political violence and voter suppression over the last two years. Now, in the old days, when during the Trump years, if Trump said something like that, ABC News, the, the media would say something like, the president made claims of voter suppression uh, without evidence. Right. That's right. So, so here's the thing. The president, his surrogates, Democrats across the country, uh, keep on talking about this voter suppression over the last two years. But they will not cite. No one has said anything about here's an example, right? Here's and, where it happened. And, well, where, where, this guy, right here, at this, right? They, they,
1: because we have Kareem Jean-Pierre two weeks ago getting asked about this, about voter suppression in Georgia. And she made the outlandish claim that you can have super high voter turnout and voter suppression at the same
2: time, but, which, but, is, but which just, is insane. She did say that. But remember this. She she still didn't give an instance of voter suppression no, no, agreed wholeheartedly. That's 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 that's, but, that's I, my point. So is that again, it, but, but my point is, how is the media allowing him and and, and all these Democrats to talk like about this. voter suppression and violence and they won't give one example of where it happens? Because
1: and Jerry, and this is where I want to get into this, because I want to also talk about I don't know if you talked about it last night. This is where Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter is now, is now becoming, what, what, why that's so important is becoming evident. But I, I want to get back to, I just want to make one more point. Because what Joe Biden is ignoring, of course, is the four years from 2017 to 2021, in which we had massive intimidation of federal officials by the left, um, that was called upon by me- Democratic members of Congress saying, you know, we, we, need, to, we need to go and confront these people. Uh, where we had a, a a a Democrat progressive showing up at a practice for the Republican baseball team, softball team, and started shooting members of Congress. Right there's no no discussion of 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 the rhetoric then and how that plays into this, um, and yet we have all of the all of this
2: now. Um, Look, just just a couple you know a couple you know several days ago, a canvasser for Marco Rubio was beaten and to to a pulp where he now has to get reconstructive facial surgery and the yeah, those Jerry, that wasn't him, that
1: wasn't politically motivated right. it just happened also, to be in a highly democratic area and he happened to be a marco rubio right. person yes. and i
2: don't have it at my fingertips but there's there's reports now from overnight about republican candidates being attacked
1: well that 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 seeing that wouldn't surprise me but of course we and we had lee zeldin getting attacked Oh, Elden, the knife attack. Yeah.
2: There's, there's a report of a Republican candidate uh, who received a phone call uh, where uh, where uh, where a threat was made that he, that the, the man in the phone call to this Republican candidate, I'm gonna skin you alive and feed your family to you. Lovely. Someone clearly I mean, watching but, but Jeff my point is again, you and I, in a matter of three seconds, can name uh Left wing attacks on Republicans. Absolutely. Yeah. But yet the White House, the president, the media, yeah. no one can give me an example of left wing violence. I'm uh, uh, sorry, right wing violence against Democrats. Right. And and we and, it, and what happened in 2020 and the riots? Yes. Well, here right. And, and let, let me just clear the record. So Jamie Raskin oh, I don't want to talk and, and, yeah. and myriad, hundreds of other congressmen, uh, uh, hundreds of other Democrat officials all said the 2016 election was Russia hacked. It was stolen. It was a fraud. I, I listen, I'm seeing it on social media still. Donald Trump is a Russian asset. Right. Uh, J- candidate Joe Biden said that the, 2000, uh, the th- 2016 election was uh, was uh, was uh, inappropriate. was uh what? was uh was was fraud was was stolen uh vice president harris uh said it was stolen oh uh, biden said that trump was an illegitimate president yes this this is this is mainstream like we know this you can actually google this and and and, and we know what happened but people say yeah but jerry there was no violence the attack on the attack on the Capitol on january 6th was an insurrection. It wasn't, but okay, give them that argument. Let's, for the sake of argument, say, yeah, you're right, the mob was trying to overthrow the government, which is nonsense. In 2017, on Inauguration Day, uh, left-wing groups attacked the United States Capitol. And in June of... Uh, wait, wait, yeah, And ahead. they tried to stop the swearing-in right. of, of the president. So, yes, all that violence of... Uh, uh, all that talk about Trump as illegitimate led to violence and attack on our democracy. And then the next four, three
1: and a half years of Trump is illegitimate, Trump is a as an asset, as a foreign asset. Uh, uh Trump stole the election led to a riot happening outside of the White House yeah. in which rioters tried to breach the White House security. They did. They did yes. breach the fence. Yeah. And 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 they and they had to be cleared. They had to be cleared. And so that's, you know, that's it, it, this is this is what we're talking about here is we, we have to be able to call balls and strikes in all of this and have a common language, which we no
2: longer have. But but Almost, Jerry Tana, yeah, go ahead. Almost everything that comes out of the Democrat Party of the mainstream media now, it, everything is just a smallette. All right. Perf- perfect. All, all, all of it is a hoax. Magus this is a everywhere. perfect
1: segue. Because this gets into now the thing that happened now twice this week already. So Elon Musk buys Twitter. He takes over last Friday. And two things happened that I never thought were going to happen ever in my lifetime on Twitter. Um, all of a sudden, the White House's tweets are getting fact-checked. Um, and it started with one. Now I don't remember what the subject was, but there was one
2: tweet. Well, it was the Thanks to Joe Biden's leadership, seniors are getting... No, no, that was a, the second one. That was the second right. one. There was one before then.
1: Uh, oh, yeah, you know something? The first one was about was about uh, corporate taxes and the Inflation Reduction Act. And Joe Biden made these outlandish claims about what the Inflation, Act, uh, Re- Inflation Reduction Act was going to do in terms of uh, corporate tax liability, and it got fact-checked. And then the next day, the day after... Uh, Joe Biden or the White House comes out and makes this astounding claim. Thanks to Joe Biden, social uh, uh, senior citizens are getting their first largest uh, 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 social security increase in years. Right. And so then Twitter turns around and fact checks and says, you know, uh, by the way, that's actually what they call a COLA, a cost of living adjustment. And the only reason why it's so high is because inflation is so goddamn out of control. Right. And, and the, the White uh, House
2: deleted the tweet. Right. Didn't come, sorry, also go in, in that in that um, in that fact check, it made reference to Richard Nixon signing the law that yeah. allowed for these COLA increases, these cost of living increases, cost of living adjustment increases. And so really, then uh, the check is bigger because. Of inflation yes so your money is worth less anyway yes Uh, but but ultimately who's responsible for it isn't joe biden but it was richard nixon yes yeah and and so it's it's all
1: kinds of wrong so the the point is now now jerry and i are both jerry more so than me uh but jerry has been rightfully skeptical uh, of of elon musk's Purchase of Twitter and what it was going to mean from a substantive perspective, and I'm saying, Jerry, you're rightfully skeptical.
2: Yeah, I, um, and, I, and I still am. I don't think and Elon you should be. Musk. Elon Musk is no savior to the right uh, to the cause of liberty, and you know, just like Kanye West, you know, we on this program warned our our conservative friends stop being so uh, uh, in love with celebrity and celebrity approval. And to me, Elon Musk is is almost uh, like that in that. Well, wow, look at this. Elon Musk, he likes us. Yeah, he likes us until he doesn't. Right. And uh, so yes. just be careful. But my point,
1: my point in the end is from a substantive perspective, if we start getting fact checking from one major social media platform on the White House, and that leads to the White House having to walk back what they're saying, and at least admit in some way that they're lying. That's a good thing. Uh, it it's is. a small. It's a small step, it, it but is. it's an important one.
2: Nevertheless, it is. And and I'll I'll, I'll pull a um, what I used to call a John McGinnis. I had a guy, a friend of mine, in college at Fordham. By the way, Fordham in the in the news because of its a booster requirement. If you are a student, a faculty member, oh a worker, God. or a visitor to the campus, you have to have a booster. Insane. I think it's only one of two universities in the country doing it. But regardless, I had a friend that I had a friend that for him, John McGinnis, and he was a great guy. But he he had this knack of, hey, John, how was your date last night? Oh, she's beautiful. She's the best. And she's ugly and the worst. Like everything was this. (laughs) It was it was the best of times, the worst of your got it. Yes. And uh, and 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 and, uh, and. I'm concerned here with these social media platforms fact-checking yeah yeah they got it right this time but it doesn't mean they'll get it right consistent consistently and i have i think fact-checking if the president makes a claim like his son died in iraq and really his son died six years after iraq in in america in a hospital get had brain cancer sure. or or if the president says that he met the man
0: who invented who, uh, insulin
2: who discovered insulin yeah uh, uh, or he says that uh you know he say, he says that debbie Wasserman schultz uh, is a united states senator um and she's not she's a congress all well, well, right person. but well time out let's the just wait really is-
1: there are there are two there are two different things i mean being confused calling debbie Wasserman schultz a senator isn't a lie because joe biden doesn't know any better Joe Biden claiming that he meant the guy who invented insulin. But
2: it, it yeah. still deserves a fact check. But they are both, you know, 100 percent. Look, he's both he's both a pathological liar and he has dementia at the same time. And, and you, and but, you, but let me just let make yeah, this one point. point. Yeah. And that is it really ought to be the media 100. And that, that fact traditionally,
1: this is why a this is why we have an independent media that right. for about 100 years of U.S. history, um, from uh, essentially from uh, the early 1900s into the early nine, uh, 2010s, um, that really was what the media was about, was about fact checking everybody in power um, and, and being independent in that regard. Uh, that's why we have a First Amendment, supposedly to protect freedom of the press, so that you have an independent media that can be critical of whoever is
2: in power. The New York uh, Times, oh, the, the New York Times above the fold today. Oh, um, where you're going with this? Well, maybe you always say that <laughs> it makes me nervous yeah. above the fold. New York Times today uh, says that uh, the Republicans, if they. If they win the majority in the House, the Senate, they're going to uh, repeal uh, Social Security Medicare. That's exactly where I thought you were going. Right. OK, good now. But here's the thing. Thank you. It's it's completely not true. Right. But, but here's what makes makes it worse. It's above the fold. It's right. on the front page. So what does Ron Klain do this this morning? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it, I got it, I got it. I'll pull it up. Go ahead and talk about it. Ron Klain, right, tweets it out. And he says, this is not a secret plan uh, because the New York Times says it was a secret plan that repeated Social Security, Medicare. And Ron Klain tweets out the New York Times story. This is not a secret plan. It's out in the open now, the New York Times. And so uh, Kevin McCarthy uh, was asked about this. And he said, look, he said, in our, in our, Uh, in our literature in terms of what we will do uh, if we get the majority
0: uh,
2: on the list is to secure and strengthen Medicare and Social Security. And so the New York Times is literally printing false news in contradiction with what is easily uh, 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 researched. Like we can go to the Republican plan for Medicare and Social Security. In fact, I talked yesterday to yep. a forming no, to, the for, to the to the former uh, to the former uh, acting Secretary of Health and Human Services, and he is working with uh, professors and experts on on uh, Medicare strengthening uh, uh, reform efforts uh, in terms of making Medicare sure. better, stronger. So it's the it, the reality is the exact opposite of what the New York times is reporting. And, and, and so, who, and there you go. Who, who fact checks
1: the New York times. This is, well, I mean, it's gotta be Elon Musk. I mean, this is this, or, or folks on the left, the, the, let me, let's sort of explore for a second why this is important. So, so for decades, for probably the better part of a century, the New York times, which was called the gray lady, um, the New York times was the gold standard, the New York times, the Washington post, um, I would say the uh, the Chicago Tribune probably, uh, Jerry the uh, the San Francisco Chronicle. I mean these these were newspapers that were supposed to be the gold standard. The Dallas is it the Dallas Morning News is the big one yeah. in Dallas.
2: Yeah, these, um,
1: these these were the gold standard in in newspapers that were doing the right kind of 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 of. Um. um Now, Independent isn't the right word. I'm looking for unbiased, non-biased journalism, objective journalism, Um, that that when you had schools like the Columbia School of Journalism, um, that they were teaching students how to be objective journalists. You are there to report the facts. Uh, It is not up to you to make judgments about people. It's about the who, the what, the why, the when, uh, the where, and the how. Um, and and that's that's what it's about. It's not about speculating, um, because for years, understand that you had the difference between the objective, true journalist journalism, right of the New York Times, uh, and then you had the 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 yellow journalism uh, put out by folks like William Randolph Hearst, right? William Randolph Hearst, uh, he was uh, someone who um, uh, believed in. Advocacy journalism, um, but also in terms of essentially inventing news, right? Uh, it, Charles Foster Kane and Citizen Kane was modeled after William Randolph Hearst. Uh, you, you know, you send me the the uh, the you send me the the prose, and I'll show you the war, right? right you, you know, sure. it, for the Spanish American War. Uh, that's that's I, I know I'm butchering that line from Citizen Kane, but that is attributed essentially to William Randolph Hearst. The idea of inventing this war Uh, now, you know, and probably, Jerry, I would say in the last 20 years, right? When would you say the turn happened?
2: Well, again, I remember back in the 80s and early 90s, uh, the Media Research Center uh, would do these reports. Like, for instance, when Peter Jennings uh, would talk about Reagan, he would frown. Sure. He would make a face. And when he talked about uh, uh, Mondale, Walter Mondale, he would be smiling. And my point is, and the New York Times always had a liberal bent. There was always bias. Sure. Um, but I think it really took a turn uh, I mean, and went from uh, bias yet mainstream media. Again, the media was always left center, was always biased, uh, but there was still reporting going on. There was still journalists. We're right. Still, journal- uh, journalism. Uh, what was the uh, what was the White House reporter uh, during the during the Reagan years? Uh, Sam Donaldson. Yes, S- Sam Donaldson might have been a Democrat, uh, but he was a journalist first, a Democrat second. Right. Uh, when did that begin to change? Uh, I think when Barack Obama ran for office, uh, because the media felt that they had to be part of they had a, they had to have a role in electing the first yeah. African American president. So I would say I would say the the it started it there was a complete it wasn't a tipping point there was a, there, you know it, it was tipping up to that no no but sure it, it was it was, it, slow, it was the Barack it, Obama uh, uh, it was the Barack Obama election uh w- when it just decided the media decided they were no longer going to call balls and strikes yeah. it was advocacy
1: I think it probably I think it probably started under you know under Clinton you know um and sort of ignoring various Clinton scandals. And then, you know, and then really getting angry at Republicans. But, but the even teachers. then you
2: had, you had, uh, Yet yeah, you're right. But even, the, but even. That's so
1: I'm saying. Talk about the decline, Jerry. I think you're absolutely correct. I mean, the, the decline has been happening essentially since the 1960s. Um, yes.
2: But, but when did it yeah. actually, uh, tip when over? did it actually tip? I think, I think, it think was, you're right.
1: 2008, it was 2009, right. Yeah. Ignoring, right. the And I, and I think the clearest, the clearest indication of this is the media buying into the white house narrative that the barack obama administration was entirely free of scandal which is garbage look i mean go
2: back before that i mean barack obama kept time with radicals and terrorists that would have been disqualifying Yes. Uh, if he, if he were a white liberal, if if Barack Obama was a white right. liberal. If Bill
1: Clinton had been taught by Bill Ayers and Bernadine Dorn, Bill Clinton would not have become president of the United or
2: States. not even taught by. Yeah. There were salons in and uh, in, in Ayers uh, well, I mean taught by I mean living like considered them a mentor, right? I mean it's, yeah, it's right. you know. I, yeah, yeah, A white liberal would have been would have been um Hillary have been Clinton dismissed. Clinton and
1: her relationship with Saul Alinsky. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. No, I, I agree wholeheartedly, and 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 again, sort of going back to it, you look at, you look at things that were begun under the Barack Obama administration, especially
2: the surveillance and harassment of political opponents, the, the, the weaponizing to, of the Department of Justice, yes. uh, uh, began with Barack Obama. Yeah. I mean, again, they wanted to kneecap Chris Christie and went after him and misapplied uh, misapplied uh, federal statutes to go after him. He was able to duck it. Instead, a yeah, uh, single mom people. of uh, yeah, a single mom uh, uh, with four children got caught up. Uh, and this it, again, the Supreme Court had to come in and throw the whole thing out. But that was Barack Obama using the Department of Justice to go after what he thought was his greatest rival potentially in 2012. Barack Obama was as corrupt as any politician in American history hundred uh, hey, percent. Look, Barack Obama just in, in the last week, right? Uh, he is uh, he is being uh, uh, he's being sent out by the Democratic Party because Joe Biden can't. Uh, but he was yucking it up uh, just a couple three days ago, where he was mocking mocking Joe uh, uh, not Joe Biden. Barack Obama was laughing about crime, yeah, and saying that. You know, uh, uh, these Republicans, crimes happening in rural red states again, completely uh, uh, lying, false narrative about where crime is happening, but and laughing, laughing at Americans who are concerned about crime. Look, we're in Maryland, Baltimore City. I just read, a, I, I just read a piece uh, 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 put out by Fox Forty Five News. Uh, uh, families in Federal Hill, Federal Hill in Baltimore is a very beautiful, nice. Uh, family uh, uh, centric section of town. And uh, there were these reports, uh, news reports of families who refuse to come outdoors because they're terrified, terrified of crime. Barack Obama and the Democrats are laughing at families who are terrified by crime. And this is,
1: and this is why they're doing so badly. Jerry, I want to shift gears here uh, as we talk about this, because we do have an election next week. Uh, we are what right. five days out from the midterm and of- what is
2: this? Is this uh, and for those who are listening, Andrew just put up the uh, Real Clear Politics election map. Yeah, uh, but my question to you, Andrew, is this your map? No. Well, it could be my map, but you
1: and I are going to play around with this map. I pulled up the that this is the map that you and I can play around with here.
2: Right, but this uh, is because this, this is, is the map that, with the yeah the Real Clear uh, uh, projection right now uh, is that Republicans will win. For
1: net gain, four senate seats, yeah, net gain, four seats, right? Um, and and it's and and I'm and I'm sort of I'm I'm in on this, uh, here, looking looking at this here. Um, wanted to, wanted to get your thoughts as we as we sort of play around with well, here,
2: 100, uh, uh, Republicans will win Georgia. I agree with that. so, um, that's, so that's a pickup, yeah. Let's change the solid Republican. There we go. Yeah. All right. I think uh, that I think it's clear now that Republicans will um, will hold Pennsylvania. Uh, you, I think you're right there. Uh, I Major think Republican. if you look at the polling and the trends, uh, it looks like uh, New Hampshire uh, will be a pickup for Republicans. I think, and New by Hampshire, the way,
1: I've been saying this, by the way, I've yeah. been saying this for quite a while. Now,
2: now, um, th- now, here's some breaking news. Um and again, I'm not sure if any of the news media or cable channels has, has covered it, but the Republican candidate there—he's a retired uh, general. Brady, you're talking uh, about
1: Washington. You're talking about the Baldock race.
2: Yes. Yeah. No, that's not Washington. That's New Hampshire.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's New Hampshire. Yes. Yeah. Right. Baldock. Um, he,
2: he was he was attacked yesterday.
1: Yeah. Oh, he was attacked physically. He was. Attacked.
2: Yeah. There was another candidate, I think, in Illinois. Uh, who was the threat, the phone call threat. But the Senate, can, the Republican, the GOP Senate candidate in New Hampshire, uh, someone physically attacked him wow. uh, yesterday before a campaign event. So, again, where where is this can't, evidence? I can't imagine why that happened, Jerry. You know, it's no, just one well, of the president, where... again, the president gives a speech, no. talks about how Republicans are a threat to democracy and what happens in New Hampshire a Somebody tight race That's right. and a Republican gets attacked.
1: And, and, and so you all know, I have been I've been saying for a few weeks now that I think that that uh, New Hampshire is going to be a Republican pickup. And, and it, it comes down to something very simple. Uh, it is getting colder. Winter comes earlier to New Hampshire. Uh, many, many homes, older homes in New Hampshire are still heated by heating oil, fuel oil and uh, and diesel. And heating yeah. oil and diesel are going through the roof inflation, right now. And inflation and energy
2: costs in, in New yeah. Hampshire is driving that race. The All other right. pickup. The other pickup. Hold right on, here. hold on. Let's go
1: to the. Let's go to the hold. So we think Wisconsin's going to be a hold, right? Correct. All right, Wisconsin. We're going to
2: change there. Um, it's so, not changing, by the way, on my screen. Oh, it should have. No, nothing has. And those uh, those who are listening will, will will describe it to you. Yeah. So, so I just so,
1: changed Wisconsin to red.
2: So, yeah, so so Georgia uh, is a pickup, Pennsylvania is a hole for Republicans, New Hampshire is a pickup. Oh, pick you know up. why? Because I because I paused I paused the screen sharing, Jerry. Oh, there we go. And Wisconsin is a it will be a hold. Again, this is interesting. Uh, we hear a lot about how Republicans uh choose crazy candidates. Oh uh, the Gary right, Wisconsin- Lake. Oh, oh you're talking No. About no the, well, the Wisconsin Democrat is absolutely crazy left wing woke yeah. wanting to empty the prisons uh, uh wanting to defund the police and dismantle police and again uh i think if the democrats in wisconsin had nominated a more mainstream uh candidate they might have uh, picked up wisconsin but not now and i think arizona i think uh, well, Kelly's on his way out
1: um yeah i think i think you're right um i, I, I but i think and i think it's also that with that governor's race I think Masters yeah. is going to get pulled over the finish line there. I'm going to change that to likely Republican. Uh, Nevada, Laxalt, right? We're saying Laxalt is going to. Yeah,
2: that'll go. That, 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 there you go. Yeah, I think Laxalt. So that's 54. But, and that's, um, that's, one, that's one. That's one. That's one, two, three, four pickups. That's it. Yeah,
1: and then yeah, I think Murray's going to hold on to her seat in Washington.
2: I think you're right. But that's trending. Uh, that's trending. Uh, that's trending Republican. I, I think this, if this truly is a wave wave, a realignment, like some are saying, uh, then Washington will go red. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey no bottom idea. line, let's say let's say that the Republicans, you know, they They. They maintain Pennsylvania, pick up, uh, maintain Georgia, pick up New Hampshire, uh, uh, maintain Wisconsin, uh, pick up Arizona, Nevada. Right. Uh, that's 54. That's 54. If you look if you look at the next election cycle uh which is uh, 2024 the presidential uh the Dems are again defending more seats, more yes. vulnerable seats. Uh, it, the, the, if they get 54, it is absolutely conceivable that Republicans could get to a 60 seat majority uh, or a 59 seat. And why I mention that is 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 that Barack Obama made a big fuss about saying that they will get rid of the filibuster if the right. if the Democrats win, hold the Senate, hold the House. He promised, he promised that they will end the filibuster, and the first bill uh, to the floor of the, the Congress, the Senate and the House, will be uh, to uh, to uh, 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 a national pro abortion bill. But here's the thing: you have to get rid of the filibuster. So I'm gonna, you know, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen uh, when? Democrats are in the minority. Are they going to suddenly change their tune? Have you noticed? You oh yeah. Been, you and I have been doing this for a long time. You and I have been engaged in policy and politics for a long time. I have been I have been consistent on my support for the filibuster. Yeah. So now all Democrats except for Manchin and uh and uh, who's the other one from Arizona?
1: Uh Kelly. No, from the Arizona? Senator from
2: Arizona. Oh, uh, what's
1: her name? Yeah, what's her name? Uh, um, I was about to say Kirsten Nielsen. Cinema, cinema. Yeah, cinema.
2: Cinema. Yeah. Uh, uh, outside of those two national, nationally recognized uh, Democrats, the entire Democratic Party is in favor of uh, uh, getting rid of the filibuster. Yeah. So, if that's the case, should Republicans? I, I don't think they will. But uh, can you see the Republicans with, with a fifty-five seat majority? With a fifty-eight seat majority? Saying, you know what? Forget this. We're getting rid of the filibuster. Uh, the Democrats are I, just. Um, I, I can't. Uh, they're, they're, I can't you know. see
1: them doing this. But, but yeah.
2: But, but, but morally, in terms of uh, or or politically, this is what the Democrats would do. Right. Of course they would. No, I agree.
1: I agree, but but again, re- Republicans, you know, they they don't have that. Uh, they they don't have that kind of intestinal fortitude.
2: They don't. But again, it shows the hypocrisy, even the main, even the mainstream media in favor of getting rid of the filibuster. Yeah. We'll, we'll, so all of a sudden, again, this is again for our listeners. So in 2016, you could be an election denier. In 2016, uh, going to 2017, you could support uh, uh, attacks on the inaugural ceremonies. Uh, in 2018, if you're a if you're a uh, Democrat, you can say that the governorship in Georgia was stolen, right? Uh, in 2020, if you're a Democrat, you can support Black Lives Matter and Antifa burning down cities. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, 2020 happens, and now being an election denier, this is a, this is serious business. And then there's the mob attack on the Capitol. Now all of a sudden, Democrats care about the mob and the mob, you know, sure. uh, and mob rule. Uh, So what's going to happen when we get to majority Republicans in the Senate and in the House? Are they going to flip again on the filibuster? 100 percent. Democrats Democrats
1: 100 percent will flip on the filibuster because all they they care
2: about, all they care about, the Democrats power. Is power,
1: yeah, and great. and
2: and 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 the ends
1: justify the means, right? So let's uh, let's look at this. I don't think we need to do all of these, Jerry, but we should look at some of these key races. Um, I think uh, I've been incredibly impressed by Lake. I think Lake wins in Arizona. Um, yes, think, she does. I think Lombardo- again. There's an
2: example too where the Democrats engaged in. A a monkey business in the Republican primary. Right. We said this. All these Democrats, uh, their efforts to uh, to get the MAGA MAGA Republican uh, to the uh, win the primary, it's gonna it's gonna come back and kick them in
1: the teeth. Yeah. By the way, this uh, this issue of New Hampshire. The other factor in all of this is. Sununu is so much more popular um, as, than, than Sherman is going into this that Sununu is also going to help uh, carry Balduck across the line uh, in that Senate yeah, race. And, 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 that's just, and, and that out.
2: is true in Georgia, where Kemp is right. running so far ahead of Stacey Abrams that Kemp is going to be is going to help uh, Herschel Walker latest, pull latest, pull latest out
1: latest averages uh um about seven and a half points up um yeah. according to real clear by the way before we go through some of these other races there Jerry because I want I want to talk about New York uh
2: especially
1: um uh you saw you, did you finally get a chance to watch that piece that Joy Reed put out I about, saw it yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, about, yeah
2: yes 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 uh, but why so, don't you give a context for for our listeners well, so I I saw this piece I can pull
1: up the, the the audio I'll find it in a second um but Joy Reed, Uh, who is an MSNBC host, was talking about the um, was talking about polling and polling numbers. And she started off by talking about essentially she sounded like uh, somebody from Fox saying, oh, if you if you were watching uh, the news the last couple of days, you'd think that America was in the throes of uh, uh, exceeding to fascism, which to me sounded as though like someone was mocking that that uh, uh, mocking that concept that Republicans equal fascists. Right. What she was doing is she was essentially mocking the idea that Republicans are going to have a red wave and then blaming um, entities like Real Clear Politics uh, for trying to put the thumb on the scale uh, for these candidates because they
2: aggregate polls. Go ahead. No. And and again, it it shows the uh, the religiosity of the uh, Democrat of the progressives. They don't see one plus one equals two. Uh, they see what their political faith, uh, w- w- what what they want to see. You know, here here's what the Democrats and the media are. Uh, they're like they're like the uh, Bigfoot hunters. You know these shows. Oh yeah, uh, I where, get it. You know, it. Uh, you know also popular. The
1: Travel Channel is now all just
2: uh, yeah. hunting Searching for, for, the for supernatural. Bigfoot. Yes, and so and so uh, everything they believe is Bigfoot. Yes, there's no proof. uh uh, they claim they claim to believe it but there's no there's no evidence and so you know they claim that there's right-wing violence but there's no evidence they claim there's voter suppression there's no evidence they claim that real clear or other entities are flooding the zone uh but there's no evidence Uh, they just make up things and i I hate to be so seemingly simple but it, we're at a point now where they just make up things. Like Chuck Todd, right? Chuck Todd. You, you, we mentioned New Hampshire. Chuck Todd uh, on on the most recent Meet the Press had on Governor Sununu. Yes. And Chuck Todd said to Governor Sununu, uh, "Governor, how can you support an election denialist?" And I loved Sununu's response. He's like, "Hey, Chuck, I love you, but you live in a bubble. Yeah. No yeah. one cares about this. People care about." Inflation, energy costs. This is what they care let's about. Let's not forget. Let's not forget. You know, it's so funny you say this, Jerry, and you talk about
1: Bigfoot. Let's not forget that the Democrats embraced former Republican member of Congress, Denver Riggleman, who's a, a staffer on the January 6th commission, right, who literally wrote Bigfoot fan fiction.
2: <laughs> well,
1: there you I, go. I mean, I mean, it just it's sort of, you know, it, this is this is exactly it. You talk about this embrace. So, Jerry, listen, I want to go I want to go here, which is this race, the Hochul
2: um, uh, New the York Hochul, uh, Zeldin. Lee New Zeldin York yeah. 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 Um, and and, let's... and by the way, in terms of violence, Lee Zeldin, about a month ago, uh, uh, someone jumped on stage with a knife yeah. and attacked
1: him. I want to I want to go here, which is so the real clear average still has a Hochul, right? It's Hochul. Yeah. Uh, up 6.2. But but you have folks who are saying that there is something very strange happening on the ground. What do you think people are
2: missing uh, in in all of this? Here's the thing about New York. um, And, you know, we talk about the great diaspora from cities. Right. Um, Those the old school New Yorkers, the ethnic Democrats, the Reagan Democrats, the Long Island Democrats, conservative Democrats, uh, the Staten Island, right? Uh, parts of the Bronx and Queens, um, uh, parts of you know, communities in Westchester and Putnam counties, they've all moved out. And yeah. so and so um, I, I understand the feel that uh, Lee uh, Zeldin is gaining momentum. He is. Yes. That's a testament to just how bad things are. Right. Um, It truly has to be a massive realignment wave election for Zeldin to win. I mean, everything's against him. Well, he's got turnout, money, demographics.
1: More, And and, and and that's most importantly, the number the number of independent voters in New York who could reasonably be considered to switch over for him to
2: offset. Right. And again, again, remember, remember this, it wasn't that long ago that New York city uh, had New York city had significant numbers of my, of, of Republicans in minority. Yeah. But Republicans in the city council, right. uh, Because of, because of of Rockaway Queens and because of Staten Island and because of, of, of the North Bronx, uh, little Italy and, and that sort of thing. Uh, there were, there were Republicans. It doesn't exist anymore. All those no. families have moved out. By the way, what the, hold on. What the hell, Jerry?
1: I had. To say, so, but no. however,
2: I mean, just again, you know, I'm sorry. I, 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 love, I love, I love real
1: clear. It's just something popped up with with, with I don't want to be, right. I don't
2: want to be yeah. the guy who doesn't take a, take a position. I think that uh, when I say demographics, I don't mean racial or. Oh, no, I understand. Or, you mean political what I'm saying is, is that is that New York has become, in the last 10 years, a a less and less diverse state. In fact, anecdotally, I know about 10 families who have moved to Florida, all from New York. My Aunt Joni uh, from the Bronx just recently bought a house and moved to St. Augustine. Uh, My cousin Jimmy uh, and, and his wife and family just moved, a former retired police officer, a New York City police officer, just moved to Florida. Uh, uh, you know, our friend David DeRosier, uh from, uh, you know, lived in Westchester County, just bought a house or just recently a house in uh, in Florida. Uh, everyone I know, everyone I know who's yeah. moving is moving to Florida.
1: Yeah. Well, and well a, lot, me, and I, a lot of these
2: families are, and, are from. New a lot York. of them
1: are coming to Virginia. A lot of them are going to South yeah, Carolina. And that's, yeah. and
2: that's that really is Lee Zeldin's biggest problem. And that is, are there enough? Uh, swing voters, conservative Democrats, what we used call blue dog Democrats. Are there enough to swing the election? Here's the thing. If there, if, if, if it's a realignment, if we're looking at a realignment uh, yes, uh, he'll win. Uh, if it's just a, a red wave, I think he will come close, but here, but let, let me just, let me say this. I'm not, and we'll see right in, in, in less than a week. LBJ was able to realign the country politically uh with the 1964, 1964 um uh civil rights legislation. Sure. I think Republicans missed an opportunity. As big as this wave is gonna be, Republicans missed an opportunity, but it's not it's not gone yet because we still have the two, we still have we still have the 2024 election. The lockdowns the public health lies and and, uh, false narratives, how the elite class, the political class failed us in COVID. This, if the Republicans communicate and leverage it in a certain way, COVID could be, the COVID pandemic could be a realignment, uh, uh, historical inflection point where we do see communities that were solidly Republican uh, switch to Republican and stay that way. And let me, let me, I think if we see New York go red, mark my words, uh, we are in a realignment.
1: I I think by, by the way, I, 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 just to make my prediction, I think Zeldin, regardless of whether or not it's a red wave or a tsunami, I think he's going to come close and miss it. But I think you raise an interesting point, Jerry. Um, And I want to touch on this before we sort of, there's another issue I wanted to close out with. Um. We are now almost three years into this whole pandemic situation. Right. and we're at a very interesting point in America where the chickens are coming home to roost, where we really are learning where we are learning so much about how the authoritarians mismanaged the pandemic to the point
2: where the stories are starting to get out there to the point where we have right. this piece but you said, and- but you, you said authoritarian. No one would have thought Andrew, uh, uh, Anthony Fauci, a uh, Dr. Birx, uh, that the uh, Dr. Francis at NIH. No one would have thought of them as authoritarian until COVID. And the real problem is not so much the public health; they failed us, but it was it was the politicians who politicized politicized the virus. So it's the it's the Cuomo's. Uh, it is the school uh, teachers union. Why and again I'll say this: Why anyone who has a child in public school would ever again vote for a Democrat who closed the schools right. is beyond me. And this and is that this could is be my, the realignment issue.
1: This is my point. Yes, and yeah, and this is what I'm what I'm getting at, Jerry. Is that the issue that is bubbling under? It's not that it's necessarily COVID. It's the truth that is coming out about the mismanagement of the pandemic and the fact that people are now so openly talking about it. That's why you had this woman write this piece in what was it, The Atlantic, where yes. she's calling for a uh, 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 COVID amnesty, amnesty.
2: And, and the and, reaction and, and, therein. And, and my, my response to that is exactly what National Review wrote, and that is hell no. There has to be a reckoning. I think, And I think the reckoning could be a realignment. No, I think I think that I think that 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 that's absolutely true. Um, you know, look, you and I have talked about this. Uh, if uh, if I were a uh, if I were Dan Cox in Maryland, if I were right. Lee, if I'm Lee Zeldin in New York, uh, if I am any Republican candidate uh, that is you know, has a tough race in front of me, I make the entire race about schools. Yes, right, and and, 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 years- and I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Republicans they if they did that early enough.
1: No, I agree with you and it certainly should have been a lesson that Dan Cox should have learned from his yeah. primary um, right. and then going into this and certain certainly certain candidates elsewhere in Maryland who are running look, and who are running in tough races.
2: And it's not just look, it's not just public schools too, right? Um, the the physicians, the American Medical Association failed us. I found out I got I the was the American in a Academy of Pediatrics absolutely 100%. I was in a I was in a meeting yesterday. Where, uh, where it was said that, um, you know, how they closed doctor offices. Right. Uh, uh, children couldn't see their doctors. Couldn't, uh, we couldn't visit with doctors. Uh, and there was a proposal at HHS to allow pharmacies uh, to administer childhood vaccinations so children wouldn't miss the schedule. Sure. And it was the doctors who said no interesting and the reason why they said no can you guess why uh, Medicare co-payments Medicaid co-payments because they wouldn't get paid yeah yeah and so and so all the elite institutions from doctors to you know public health to politicians to the mainstream media to corporations again uh, Aldos in Baltimore is closed for mm-hmm. good. One of, you know, one of the greatest Italian restaurants in Little Italy in Baltimore closed its doors because of COVID. Sure. Uh, And it it, it was it was trying to survive. Uh, It was announced this week. It'll never open again. But so even Wall Street failed us. All the small businesses, the florists, the uh, the mom and pop shops were forced to shut down or they were told you can only have two customers at a time yes. and many and many small businesses said well we can't operate put the lights on and and, and pay people uh with two um, with two customers at a time so right. all these small businesses closed down but wall street didn't cl- uh, shut down right wall and, street and made big, money and the big box
1: retailers right all were so, able to stay open yeah
2: so this is the realignment this is the this is the uh, the realignment if kevin mccarthy if someone in the republican party Maybe it's maybe it's Ron DeSantis. Maybe maybe, maybe it's Ron DeSantis. Someone needs to pick up the mantle and say never again. And it's not conservative liberal. It's working class. It doesn't make a difference. Your party affiliation it doesn't make a difference. Your ethnicity, your race, your religion or non-religion. Uh, the fact is, is that we were set up and we yes. were and, and we were and we were put upon and, and we were hurt by the elites They, 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 the elites finally expose themselves and, and what they really think about working Americans. That's the the realignment. Well, there's
1: that. And then of course, in the last four months, you've had all of the stories that trickle out about how all of us who were accused of being crazy conspiracy theorists about this were right, whether or not it is about the, you know, the efficacy of masks or the efficacy of vaccinations, the idea to come back to something you said earlier, the idea that That Fordham would require a booster in light of what science, in in light light of of the science, science, right? Charlie Crist getting out there on the campaign trail the other day, running for governor in Florida, and saying to a bunch of seniors, "Hey, we have an uptick, we have an uptick, and I'm going to get on a plane this afternoon and I'm going to wear a mask." Where we know that, according to evolutionary virology, we know as (laughs) viruses evolve. Uh, And as new as they get, they will get more ubiquitous. Right. We'll have more of them. So there'll be an uptick, but they get less, less lethal. Uh, Jerry, before we go. So election night, you and I are going to do a show, aren't we?
2: Yeah, what what we ought to do is and maybe we'll put it out to to the extent that, you know, my social media isn't uh, my footprint isn't as wide as as deep as yours. But I think what we ought to do is we should live tweet. We I think should be, so. we should uh maybe do a Facebook live. That's what um, I'm thinking is a Facebook and, live. And uh around the time when uh when uh when the uh, results start to come in, we should have a relaxed conversation. Uh I think it, I think again and maybe bring on a guest or two. Yeah, it, it, look, it's definitely going to be a red wave. Um I am now more curious as will there be evidence of a realignment. Yes. Um you know, I love Tucker Carlson. God bless him, but he's trying to get—you know—he's trying to get ratings. Hey, hey by you the know, way, hold yeah. on, hold
1: on, hold on. Is he starting to look a little bit like Albert Brooks? Albert Brooks, you know, the comedian actor. Yeah, I, love, oh, I love broadcast Albert news. Albert. Um, yes. I'm thinking he's starting well, to look a little yeah, bit yeah, like a, Albert a Brooks. younger, a younger,
2: you know, Al- Albert Brooks. But yes, Albert Brooks, broadcast
1: order. news era. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Albert Brooks of, of defending your life. I think he looks like Jason Bateman a little bit. No, I don't think so well whatever you've been wrong before <laughs> yes 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 yeah yes yeah, so yeah, all you think, Jerry. I think, yeah
2: I, I think we should have some fun on election night uh i tell you i do agree with the president uh i do agree that like the american form of democracy our our representative democracy i think is at stake i think if if democrats get uh full hold of power and maintain it uh, they will undo aspects of our institutions and our and our core documents. I think they will uh, move to undo the electoral college. I think I agree, they will. I think I think they will put limits on religious liberty and free speech. I think they will pack the court. Um, I think there's all kinds of mischief uh, the uh, uh, the Democrats would do because. And, uh, and again this is this if, is their hubris. They think it's they think it's in our best interest.
1: And if and if the Democrats lose, you can guarantee that they will oh, double, sure. they will double down on their nonsense.
2: And and you know what? And l- let me say this. Um and and, and again uh, from uh a Texter to to the to the radio show, he said, "Expect violence. Expect more Antifa violence and and in the street violence. We might see a repeat" of what happened in 2017 on inauguration sure. day. I, I can't believe by the way we memory hold that. There oh, were at, there were attempts by by left wing groups to stop the swearing and, in. And and I know folks and, no who, one talks and I know it.
1: folks who were physically attacked on on inauguration night outside of various various Yeah. Events. And again,
2: you know just just for clarity, the president yesterday talked about the threat of MAGA, the threat to democracy. And, and and yesterday after the speech uh a candidate for senate likely to win a senate seat in new hampshire a republican was violently attacked assaulted yeah. uh, before he went on stage for an event that
1: that'll be that'll be that'll be memory hold, too uh yeah. jerry you're on on sunday
2: yeah uh uh if it's sunday it's jerry look at the i tell you what andrew and i don't talk about this much you know uh my shows have been fantastic yes, and they're they podcasted. So I, I, I would recommend to our listeners, go to the WBAL oh. website, go, go to podcasts. And all my recent shows are there. In fact, last night's show is there. I was on fire last night. you always here, are, Jerry. But here, but here's the bottom line when it comes to this podcast or if it comes to the radio show, I am always going to speak the truth based on facts. Always, not me. I'm going to lie to you. No, no but, but, but my point is they do lie. Now, you don't lie. No, no, but, I, no I, but, I'm but just making a joke Jerry. You know, I was thinking about this no. the, the big the, the Bigfoot metaphor. You know, um, if I were, you know, I love contrast. I like having a discussion with the liberal. And you know, when callers call in and say things like, you know, uh, uh, Jerry. Uh, There is all these examples of voter suppression. Right. And I'll and I'll simply say, okay, name them. Yes. Well, you know, uh, the president said, well, name them. Right. I mean, everyone. Look, the mainstream media is on your side. You should be able to tick off uh, 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 event after event. Usually what happens is they come back and they talk about that uh, Virginia. Well, Donald Trump said there's good people on both sides. And again, that's not true, right? That's a Bigfoot. I mean, so everything the left said, almost everything they say is Bigfoot. It's a lie. You can't right. prove it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, um, I feel like I, I feel like I talked, I, I feel like I talked too much during this podcast. You did, you you did just fine.
1: I'm just, I want to, I want to just, we're, we're running up on, on, on time here. Oof. Um, a new episode of, uh, the lunch hour, the federal newswire is up. Yes, uh, Russ votes, is uh this week's guest former head of the office of management and budget you're going to want to tune into that uh i'm going to be in for derek hunter on the 14th of november and then i got a bunch of dates uh, around thanksgiving and then around christmas time uh derek hunter show you're going to want to tune into those uh it's tuesday night around 8 p.m eastern time time join me and jerry uh on the on the facebook page for our facebook live we may have some guests i got some ideas in mind uh jerry what do you want people to do in the meantime
2: Find the truth, plant your feet, and stand firm. God bless you.
1: Have a great week, everybody. Have fun, and please stay safe.